Thank you so much, Debbie. Let me just start with a quick prayer. Lord, we come to you this morning as you invite us to do. We long to hear your voice speaking those words to us afresh this morning. We come as we are, whether that's full of energy this morning or whether we are weary and burdened. Lord, we come to you and we pray you speak to us now by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I don't know about you, but I just love those words. And I ask for them to be read in the message version because I think it just speaks in a really fresh way this morning. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples, inviting them to do life in a different way to how they've done it in the past. And I wonder if any of us do relate to those words this morning. Do any of us feel tired, worn out, longing for that real rest that Jesus mentions. The unforced rhythms of grace do sound attractive, and I would love to learn to live freely and lightly. But I don't know if anyone else feels like this too. If I'm honest, my day-to-day life feels like a million miles away from that sometimes. It reminds me of one of those classic jokes where someone is driving through the countryside looking for the nearest town, and they stop to ask for directions. The local resident they're talking to stops, thinks, looks a bit thoughtful for a while, scratches their head and says, well, you know, if I were you and I wanted to get there, I wouldn't start from here. And if our daily life feels a million miles away from the unforced rhythms of grace, how do we get there from here? And that's the question that I think we're going to look at over the next few weeks as we go through this series, Frameworks for Freedom, together. So I invite you just to take a moment to look back and think about how you spent your day yesterday, or take Friday if you'd rather think about a weekday. Think about how you spent your time. Maybe you started off at home, travelling to work or school, you were in meetings or spending time with friends or family members, maybe you had some meals with other people, some time on your own, time in front of the television, exercise, sleep... What made up your day? Now zoom out a bit and think about the whole week that has just finished. Are there things that you do at the same time every day or at the same time every week? Maybe that's walking the dog each morning or having a meal with a friend once a week or a family meal at the weekends or whatever it is. Now let me ask you another question. As you look back over the day or over the week, how happy are you with the patterns that you see? Would you rather have spent your time in other ways? What was it that led you to spend the time in the way that you did? Maybe there were things that you just had to do, like being at work. Maybe there were things that others needed you to do for them, such as caring for a friend or a family member. Maybe there were things you chose to do for yourself, like exercise or meeting up with a friend. And perhaps there were things that you did for no particular reason other than it's because what you always do, like watching TV or spending time on your phone or going shopping or whatever else it is for you. Let me read those words of Jesus again. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me 
and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Well, if we've been a Christian for any length of time, we probably know the theory that God is with us all of the time. And it's absolutely true. He never leaves us. We have the Holy Spirit in our hearts if we've given our lives to Christ. But I think it can be a lot harder to feel the reality of that truth in our hearts. The journey from our head to our heart can be a lot, a lot longer than the distance involved would seem to suggest. I know God is with me, but it's hard to feel that sometimes. And, you know, for me, I pray every morning and I need that time to connect with God at the start of the day. But then, for me, and I don't know about you, I turn on my computer, I open my emails, I start on the day's meeting, admin, and so on. And I can find all too easily that I get then to the end of the day without having been aware that God was with me. God hasn't gone anywhere, but I haven't been fully present with him in the moment. I long to experience God in every part of my daily life, but sometimes, if I'm honest, it feels really hard. And I wonder if anyone else feels like that too. As we were chatting before the service today, I expect many of us said to one another, how are you? Now, I think there's a couple of typical answers to that question. One is the classic British stiff upper lip, I'm fine, whether that is the reality or if life is a struggle right now. But I think there's a different answer that some of us tend to give, and I know I said this to someone before the service myself without even thinking about it today. I said, oh, I'm just so busy at the moment. Life is a bit crazy right now. Did anyone else say that too? Or maybe think it. And if we're honest, does that perhaps make us feel a little bit good inside? Like busyness is sort of a badge of honour that we have to wear and we're more important people because we're so busy. It sounds silly when you say it out loud, doesn't it? But, you know, perhaps that's the reality for some of us. And as we go through this series that we're starting today, we'll be exploring the idea of a rule of life. Don't worry if you've not heard about that before. I'll explain as we go. But I want to say right at the start, it's not meant to feel like one more thing to fit into a life that is already stupidly busy. Because it may be that we actually find we have to let some things go and do less rather than more if we're to do life as God is calling us to. Can I take us back again to those verses? Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Let's just zoom in for a moment on one phrase from that reading. The difficult rules of law. Oh, wait, was that not actually what it said? No, it said the unforced rhythms of grace. 
not the difficult rules of law, the unforced rhythms of grace. And when we were putting this series together, we chose to call it Frameworks for Freedom because, to be honest, just the very word rule of life sounded a bit off-putting. This is all about rhythms, not rules. Finding patterns of spending our time that are life-giving for us, not imposing rules that we have to live by. And it's about grace, not law. God is gentle with us. We won't get it right all of the time. But God is gracious and loving, and we can wake up again tomorrow and have another go. God doesn't hold it against us when we mess up, as we all do. And the word unforced reminds us that this is God's invitation to live freely and lightly, experiencing his presence in all of our daily lives. It's not a really heavy burden to add to our already busy schedules. God invites us to live in the unforced rhythms of grace, not in the difficult rules of law. So it's probably about time that I gave you a definition of what a rule of life actually is. And it's quite simple. It is a rhythm of practices that help us to live well and grow more like Jesus by helping us to experience God in everything we do. It's not a to-do list, but it's a way of making space for God in our lives. And it's going to look different at different seasons in our lives and different for every individual here today. It's an invitation to be led by the Spirit, to discern what patterns and rhythms God is calling you to put in place to help you get to know him better and live more with him day by day. And it covers the whole of life, not just the spiritual bits. So for for instance, here's a few statements from my own rule of life. And I always start by saying, with the help of God, I will, dot, 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 not I must, to remind myself that this is rhythm and not rule. So with the help of God, I will. Start each day using the Lectio 365 app to help me read the Bible and take time with God in prayer. With the help of God, I will take at least one day each week as Sabbath free of work commitments. And for me, that's normally a Friday or a Saturday because the job I do, hello, Sunday is a working day. With the help of God, I will cycle wherever possible for short journeys so that I can help care for God's creation and also exercise myself as well. With the help of God, I will take a quiet day once every three months to pray and spend time with God. Anyone else like the sound of that one? Remember that prayer day I mentioned earlier? With the help of God, I will make sure I get enough sleep. And for me, we're all different, but for me, I need seven or eight hours a night. And with the help of God, I will review my rule of life regularly. So those are my examples. But remember, it's going to look different for you because we're all different. And as we go through this journey over the coming weeks, I invite you to ask God to show you what commitments, what rhythms he wants you to put in to your own rule of life so that you can live in those unforced rhythms of grace. I have three images I want to share with you to illustrate what difference a rule of life can make. The first is Google Maps. I'm not going to open it up, but you will know what it looks like. The first image is Google Maps. Because if you are going on a journey and find that you are lost, how many of us will just think, oh, 
I'm going to keep going around because I'll find the right road eventually. I'll get back on track. But if instead you take the time to pull over, get out your phone, don't do it while you're driving, it's a bad idea, open up Google Maps, program it in, you will actually find you get back on track much quicker and find the right route. So it is with a rule of life. Because if we're stuck in patterns of life that, if we're honest, are not working for us, it can be tempting to just keep on going, convinced that if we hang in there, we'll get back on track eventually. Stopping and taking time out to reflect can feel like it's pulling us away from what we really need to be doing. But actually, a rule of life can act very much like Google Maps and be the thing that redirects us. Developing a spirit-led rule of life can help us to get back on track and find those healthy patterns of life to connect with God and live in those unforced rhythms of grace rather than in the stress and the pressure that we long to break out of. My second picture is a jar. I want you to imagine that this jar is your life. And I have already put into the jar some big stones, which represent some of the most important things in life. Things like your relationship with God, your family, and your health. Now I'm going to put in some pebbles. Things that are also fairly significant parts of life, but not quite as important as the big stones. That might be things like your job, your friends, your leisure activities. Finally, I'm going to pop in some sand. And that's the things that we all find ourselves doing that don't carry such important significance as the rocks and the pebbles. Might be things like doing the chores around the house, spending time online, or watching our favorite TV programs. And just as I did there, if you put the big stones in first, I didn't put any more in because it's already quite heavy. <laughs> but if you put the big stones in first, it's possible to find a way of fitting all of those things into the jar to a greater or lesser extent. But now imagine that I started by filling the jar up with sand, and then I put in some pebbles, and then tried to fit in the big stones. That would be impossible wouldn't it? Because the jar would be full of the sand and the pebbles and the big stones just would not go in. So a rule of life is something that helps us to think through all of the different parts of our life and get them in the right order. We'll still be able to do all of the things that God is calling us to do, but by putting those most important things in place first, it means that they don't get squeezed out by the less important things. And perhaps some of those less important things will need to let them go to make it possible to fit the big stones in so we can live in the unforced rhythms of grace. My third picture is a trellis. You can see I have a trellis over here. And the word rule in rule of life actually comes from the Greek word for trellis. Now, 
we all know what trellises are, and I imagine that some of us have got trellises in our garden that support plants growing up them. But I bet if you go round to a friend's house and you see they've got a plant growing up the trellis, your first comment is not, oh, what an amazing trellis. Because that's not the point. You're far more likely, if indeed you say anything at all, to comment on how beautiful the plant is, not the trellis that is supporting it. The trellis is there to support and enable the plant to grow. It is not in itself the main thing. And a rule of life is like a trellis because it can help us to structure our lives in such a way that we can grow and bear fruit in our relationship with God. Just like the trellis, the rule of life is not the main thing. Our relationship with God is the main thing, but the rule of life is there to support us, to help us experience God's presence in all of our lives and to share his love with others. And you'll see that this trellis has got a number of different words attached to it. I don't know if you can read them from the back. Hopefully the cameras can pick it up for those at home. But these are all areas that we're going to be considering over the next few weeks as we explore this series together. You'll see it starts at the bottom with Sabbath, prayer, and Bible. Those are some of those big stones that we're going to put in first. One's fallen off here. Family's fallen off. That's a bit shocking. We've lost family. We'll we'll get it back. Um, This should say family, friends, self-care, and leisure. That's the next layer up. Maybe that's some of those other things that we want to put in. And then right at the top, we've got money, work, service, and witness. That's the third layer we're going to think about. And we're going to look at this on a Sunday and during the week. If you're in a small group, you probably already know that we're bringing all of our small groups together in church on Tuesday evenings and Wednesday mornings this week, from this week for four weeks, to start looking at this. And if you are not in a small group, I would love to invite you to come and be part of this journey with us on those Tuesday evenings and Wednesday mornings. Starts at 7.45 on a Tuesday, 9.30 on a Wednesday, for the next four weeks up to the end of March. You can just turn up or you can have a word with me at the end of the service and let me know you want to come, but please do join us, you'd be really welcome. I also want to recommend a book to accompany this series. This is a wonderful book, it's called God in My Everything by the author Ken Shigematsu, I think that's how you say it. And we've got some copies on the bookstall, or you can get it as a Kindle or an audio book. I think the audio book version is actually free, so you can get that on Amazon. But what the thing about this book is it goes a bit deeper. We've based the series around it, but it helps you just to read a little bit more if you want to take this further, and look at all of those different areas and how we, what rhythms we can build in to our rule of life. So let me finish by reading those verses from Matthew 11 one final time. Because this is God's invitation to you. And I pray this will be a life-giving journey for all of us as we discover these unforced rhythms of grace together. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. 
Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Amen.